Hey, you. Put down the remote and put in your headphones. That's right. It's time for Raw and Real with C.J. Ripka, the show where all the stories are great. Eh, well, some of the stories are great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Raw and Real coming to you from the Saloon 7 Studios in Rapid City. Take it away, C.J. Hi there. I have a quick survey for you to fill out. It'll just take a second. Question one. What the f***? Seven six five four three two one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother! Broadcasting to a worldwide audience since 2014, you're about to experience raw and real. And now, here's your host, CJ Ripka. Hey, what's going on, everybody? CJ here, and thank you for coming back to this episode of Raw and Real Live. Now, I know everything's a little bit different tonight. You're not going to be able to see my guest, actually, but you will be able to see or hear him uh, talk. And that's really the most important thing because his message is so much bigger than either one of us, and I want to make sure that you really focus in on that message because he is the monster motivator himself dave daly dave has been on the show before and man the last time it seemed like it was just there and then gone i mean it was way too fast we we were in the show and then we were out of it it was like you blink and you missed it well there's no time limits tonight we're gonna get all the goods we're gonna get we're gonna bust down All those fear barriers. We're going to kick down the doors of opportunity, and we're going to walk right through them. Dave, thank you for coming on the show tonight, brother. Nice to have you back. Big CDJ. What's up, brother? Thank you for having me on, man. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm ready to roll. Dude, you have been kicking ass and taking names this last couple of months, man. You know, uh, we've just been, you know... Uh, lacing up the boots and getting to work and and uh and really trying to trying to make 2017 um an epic year man so we uh, we got a lot of things on the on the burners for sure dude you're crushing absolutely crushing it and and the one thing that i've noticed is every single time that you go live you are bringing on monster guests i mean these people are lighting it up but not only are they lighting it up you're you're really leveraging that to to nail home your message. Is that is that something that you just been really uh, really kind of focusing on this year? Yeah, you know I um, you know we've been focused definitely focusing on the message and and the people's message. But what we're what I'm finding is that's even it's really cool is the people that a lot of people that come on they're apprehensive and they're not sure and and um, they're they're a little nervous and and they're letting that bully beat them and then once they get through it they're actually a different person and there's probably about man I bet you a handful of people that I can name that have been on the show that were nervous to be on the show and we and I just we, you know we just we just went, we had a blast and now they're live streaming they got the you know they're doing their own shows so <laughs> I love it I, I so what that shows me is is when you step up. You can get that lunch money back from that bully every time. Just punch him right in the mouth. I love it. I love it. And the fact that you're able to bring these people on. And like you said, they're nervous. I mean, people do get nervous. I mean, I don't know how many times I've sat and talked to a guest before the show. And they're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we should do this another time. I I just, do I look okay? Do I sound okay? 
I mean, I'm sure you get the exact same thing. Yeah. Yes. And you know what I tell them too is we're living in such an awesome time because authenticity is the commodity. It's the real. And people are so over um, the canned nonsense, the canned bullshit, the canned speeches, the canned keynotes, uh, the canned shows, just real raw and live, man. And just go, turn it on and go. I mean, my, my second show I did and back in March, I was at a real estate office and I was using my phone. We set it all up, ready to roll. I go back, hit the blue button and the whole camera falls. <laughs> I get, I pick it back up. I turn it back on and make a joke. It was, people loved it because it's real, man. They want it. People want to know that you have hiccups. They want to know that you stumbled just like them. You know, absolutely. And in fact, I started live streaming our issues tonight because I wanted people on Facebook to kind of see that behind the scenes of me stumbling, really. The, the real. The real. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love it. So when, when we're able to do that, we're able to show the people who we really are and we're not afraid to show people who we are. That, you know, I think that's really what connects a lot of us to each other. And we're we're way more connected, I think, than people really want to admit. Yeah. And you know what else it does? And I tell people all the time is when you can when you can live your life with that pure intention, uh, it's a freedom that money can't buy. It creates a freedom. It creates an uh, uh, opportunities for you because you literally live your life this way. What you think about me is none of my business. And when you can live your life that way, it's it's a freedom that there's not enough money in this world could buy that freedom for people. And they, I wish I could, I wish I could get more people to to see that and feel that because I believe, I believe. Look, we, me, and you could sit here and talk about thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred, hundred and fifty uh, fears: the fear of the unknown, the fear of the darkness, the fear of success, the fear of failure. The, uh, yeah, on and on and on. But I believe they map the two major fears. The fear of change and a fear of what other people think. And when you can conquer those two fears, man, you got the golden key. You, that second one you talked about, that is probably the biggest fear, in my opinion. And I yep. think one of the one of the fears that I've been talking about a little bit lately, and it's one of my fears. So when I when I sit there and talk about this as a fear, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm pointing at myself. And it's that fear of being able to to interact and communicate effectively with with some people uh whether it be man or woman or however it is because and typically it, it's between man and woman because a lot of men have a hard time communicating what they really want or need from from either their spouse or from a relationship when it happens to be a woman uh how do you how do you look at that you know again i i, I always live my life through intention and and if my intention is pure um, and, and I, and I use a word or a sentence that offends somebody, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm bulletproof now because that's your issue. You got to figure that out because my intention is to give back and help. And, uh, um, so as long as my intention is pure and then with the, with the relationships, like you're talking about personal relationships and, and intimate relationships, it's, I think it's a two way street. I think both have to work on it together. Both have to first work on themselves and, and build their own level of awareness and then start to build the level of awareness in their partner. So it's got to be a two-way street. It can't be just one way. And, and I think, uh, I think that's probably, I'm not a, 
relationship counselor by any means, but um, <laughs> but that's a lot. That's probably a lot of uh, issues where it's just not a two-way street. Um, and I think uh, I think that would that would help a lot. So now you've been coming out recently with daily videos, and I want I kind of want to have you talk about that a little bit because these daily videos are absolutely amazing. I mean, they're, it's like a, for me, it's like my daily inspiration. I turn on the monster motivator and I can see him sitting in his car talking to me and it feels like you're talking to me. And that's really what's the coolest part about that. So what kind of brought that up and how did you get started doing that? You know, I just, um, I love, I love doing the live streams and I love doing the videos. And um, a lot of times I get, a lot of my, uh, my head is the clearest right after the gym. And that's why a lot of times you'll see me in my truck, um, in a tank top. Cause I just left the gym and my head's so clear and I'm literally, um, I'm just chopping at the bit to, to, to share some stuff that, that came to me. And, uh, uh, yeah. So I just, I'm in the parking lot, man, most of the time in the gym <laughs> just, and I just put it on the dashboard and, and, and roll with it. You know, I've had people, uh, so, as a matter of fact, Tom Lanegard, a, a friend of ours, uh, had said early on that um, he goes, man, I really admire the way you just turn that on and not worry about everything being perfect. I said, Tom, that's a myth. There is no perfect. Right. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. It just doesn't exist. And and it's certain if it does, it certainly doesn't exist in my world. I haven't found that yet uh, by any means. So I, people like like you said, uh, I, you know, Chris. I would say that the best compliment I could ever get in life um, when I'm communicating with people is for them to say, man, he's just real. And that's why I copy and pasted what you had said months ago. Um, you know, uh, and, and for me, like, honestly, that, that testimonial, that, that paragraph that you wrote for me, now I've, I've over the last like 15, 18 months or whatever it's been, um, we've gotten quite a bit of uh, a great feedback on the show and, and different things and my message, but like, to me, that what you put like goes to the top for me personally, because it's coming from the heart. And when you, when you, when someone says, man, Dave, I don't agree with you. I don't, I don't like what you wear. I don't like um, the color of your eyes, but you're real. I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, And that's, and the reason why I wrote that originally, it was it was kind of a two part piece because I had just got done watching another person's live stream, and you know when everybody is built has that built in bullshit meter, and yep. when that bullshit meter gets pegged out, there's there's only so much you can you can take. And when I when I sat down, you were getting ready to come on the show. I was I was pumped to have you on the show because I had just seen you a couple weeks before with Brian, uh, Brian Knight or no, um, Brian right. Wright. And I was like, dude, this guy, this guy gets it. He really truly lives what I'm talking about. And then when I saw that, that other video and my bullshit meter went haywire, I was like, uh, uh-uh, I got to put this out there in a way that only, only Dave would understand. <laughs> I love it, dude. I, I, I love it. I mean, I, I, I kept that. I have it in my phone and it's in our list of testimonials at the top of the top of the food chain for me, dude, because it's again, because it's real, man. And and I couldn't ask for a better compliment. When someone says you're real, um, I couldn't ask for a better compliment, man, because because like you, that's what I'm searching for. When I can find that in somebody, it's like gold. 
It's like gold. You want to hold on to that. You know, in especially the, in the internet. Yeah, especially on the internet. You know, and we can't always be perfect. I mean, you don't have perfect, like you were saying, there's no such thing. And no. people people have their ups. They have their downs. Sometimes they just drive themselves into the dirt and they bring and pick themselves back up. But it's it's what they do after they've driven themselves in the dirt that will show you how real they are. Are they that person that points that finger and, and says, you know, I did it because of this? Or are they saying, hey, I did this because of me. I made this mistake. I did this to myself. You know, those are the people that that really stand out in my, in my mind anyways. Yeah. And think about that. It maps the one thing it maps the ownership, you know, and, and when you, when you hear people making excuses and, and hiding and ducking from what they need to own, there's the bullshit meter, right? It doesn't go any higher. It doesn't go any louder. Now you're like, and then all of a sudden you just can't run from this person quick enough. Like yeah. you're just like, they're so full of shit. They don't have the courage to step up and own it. So where do we go? We have no, we have zero foundation now. <laughs> we got nothing. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, and it happens on a daily basis and everybody, everybody just, it, it, we have problems. We, and the solutions are always there. It, you might not be able to come up with that solution on your own, but the solutions are always there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree, man. A hundred percent. It's like Tony Robbins said, you know, it, it's, you didn't fail because of uh, lack of resources. You failed because you were uh, unable to be resourceful enough. Right. And that's, that's really what, it, and when you can't be resourceful enough, there's nothing wrong with reaching out and saying, Hey man, can you help me out here? I've got this issue and this is, and, and I can't seem to find this, the problem. And I think that's another one of those fears that we don't necessarily own up to. Yes. Yes, they're so afraid to, 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 excuse me, to admit that they don't know. Um, and I don't know, man. For some reason, that's never been a fear of mine. I don't know why. Like, like give you an example. When I was, uh, me and my wife, my ex-wife were married and we were young. And, you know, a lot of times women joke about men. When we, when we get lost, we never want to ask for directions. We're, even, if, even if we're lost for another two hours, I've always been the complete opposite. I can, I'll look for the quickest gas station before the GPS is we're out and go, where do I, how do I get there? I just want to get there. I don't care. Look, I can follow you there. I don't care. I just want to get there. So I think, um, I think you're right though. I think that's a, a huge fear. Um, and you know, all these fears just map to one thing. They map to your self image, right? That you could build it up, you could tear it down, but you cannot outperform it. And so your, our self image won't allow us to, um, to ask for those ask for that help and ask for those directions. Now you're, you're pretty much, everybody knows uh, any, well, anybody who's ever come across any of your videos, they've heard you say fearless is bullshit. Being fearless is bullshit. Can you unpack that for us a little bit? Yeah, man. You know, and it's interesting. It's becoming such a identity with me. And, and I almost, I was so close to changing the title of my book from knockout fear in the first round to fearless is bullshit. Because um, the more I talk about this, the more I get out there. I just did a, uh, a live uh, workshop uh, the other day. We streamed it too. And, um, and when I say that to people, they kind of look at you like they're trying to figure out what you mean by that. Because we're so conditioned growing up to, to think that if you're not fearless, if you don't fear, fear, if you don't feel 
fearless, you're not going to win. And I used to buy into that until I realized I, I, I kind of overturned some more stones and, 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 and just, just going through this whole process, figuring it out. And I step back and I go, man, this is bullshit. This is, this is, um, inaccurate and this is very misleading and it gets very frustrating for people because it's a real feeling, right? When you feel joy, that's a real feeling. When you feel sadness, that's a real feeling. When you feel fear, that's real. Now the question is, is it going to be your heaviest anchor or your strongest propeller? Because then you have to tie into that courage part of you, right? Walking through that, um, that fear, walking through that fear barrier, feeling that fear, but tying into that, that courageous part of you. And, and I believe that the courage comes from the inside. Oh, definitely comes from the inside. I mean, I, I look at it like this. I don't like heights. I, I really never have. And, uh, in my daily job, I have to go up and down ladders. Now, when I get up on a roof and I have to turn around and face backwards to the back, to the edge of the roof and step onto that ladder, that is probably the, the biggest fear I have in that moment. I mean, I, I mean, I, I can feel the sweat start. I can feel the, the nerve start twitching. And when I get onto that ladder and start down, by the time I'm about halfway down, I'm shaking. But you still have to have the courage to be able to go through that. There are people, they feel that for whatever it is. I mean, that that's the closest I can come to as, as far as a physical feeling for, for fear. And that that type of feeling can happen pretty much with any kind of fear, whether it's fear of talking to people, fear of you know, going outside, fear of whatever it happens to be. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It just happened to me last week. I did a video on it. I did it. I, I, uh, we're going to be, uh, shoot, uh, sending this out early next week, but it's, we did a uh, little reality, um, show. So I did, a um, uh, I got, um, challenged to do a Pilates workout at this, um, uh, monster motivator TV, um, uh, uh, guest. So I went through a Pilates workout and she kicked my ass and we, and we filmed it. <laughs> And then after that, her and her husband, they, uh, they, uh, parachute, right. They oh, jump wow. out of planes. So we went up to, uh, up into Riverside and we went into the uh, tunnel that gives you that same feeling of jumping out of a plane. Mm. So when I went in there, right, they gave me the, the goggles, the helmet, all this stuff, all the gear. I go in this, they crank this, this wind up. And all of a sudden I'm looking down and I can't breathe. It's coming up my face. I, I feel like I'm out of control and I just felt confined. So I pulled myself out in like 30 seconds. I'm like, God damn, man. So I give it some more time. I see all these other people doing it. No problem. I get back in again. I get that feeling, right? So an overwhelming feeling. I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like, I can't, I have no control and I can't breathe. Pull myself out after 30 seconds. So I didn't make it. I didn't go through with it. So the next day, Saturday, I'm like, man, it, I could not shake it. So I contacted her and I said, I think you and your husband are going on Sunday. If that's the case, I'd love to go up because I got to go get my lunch money back from this bully, man. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, so, uh, so I booked it on, on Sunday, went in and, and, uh, and, and handled it and, and, and you know, uh, went in like four or five, jumped like four or five times. Um, and I'm good. I don't have to go back now. But mentally, 
Um, you got it. You got it. You got to get that lunch money back, man, or else it's gonna. It's something that's gonna haunt you. You know, and that's that's exactly right. I mean, it's that thing that if it kicks your ass once, it kicks your ass twice. You got to make sure you keep going back until you kick its ass. I mean, it doesn't matter if it takes a hundred times. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. that's that that is <laughs> that story right there is absolutely priceless, priceless. Because, <laughs> but it's it's real though, man. I mean, and I did a live video, like I, and it's funny because I'm doing live streaming as I'm going up there on Friday. Hey, I'm at I'm at the Paris parachute i'm ready to roll you know give it the whole everything right the monster motivator the monster motivator roll man i came out there i'm like god damn (laughs) (laughs) so i get back on the video oh so we did a we did a monster motivator tv right after that with the owner now this lady i think she's got i don't know fifteen thousand jumps or something right she's a beast so i was in the tube with her not being able to do it and so she's like, you know, it's okay. It's and I'm like, damn. So wow. we go on and we do the show. And as the as we go live, I didn't know like she probably didn't know what I was if I was even gonna say anything about it. As soon as we go live, I go, guys, listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't make it. The 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 right now, as we speak, the bully's got my lunch money. He kicked my ass twice. And she was looking at me like Holy shit! He was really. I go. I gotta keep it real. I said, but I will be back. I will be back. So um, we had a lot of fun. But yeah, man, that's what I love about live stream too. Chris is, you know, it it, it makes you step up. Yeah. It makes you accountable, right? It's not like a video where if you if you if you screw it up, you fuck it up. You can you can stop and redo it. Live is live, man. I love it. Yeah, you can't hide from it. I mean, all everything, everything that you got going on is going to come out right then and there. I love it. I love it, man. So, what was uh, what was the experience like when you finally got that lunch money back? Yeah, it was cool, man. It was such a great feeling, and uh, it was it was that accomplishment, man. You felt, and and no matter what anybody says, when you don't do it. And you know in your heart that you didn't do it. There's it starts to eat away at your self-image. There's just that's just the bottom line. So if if I wouldn't have went on Sunday, you think that you're you think that you you you're um, because it's not it might not be on the top of your mind right this week, but subconsciously you can't shake it. So deep down, I knew I would know that I couldn't do it. I would have known that it would have beat me. And what happens is that's you do more and more of that. All of a sudden, more and more dings into your self image. And all of a sudden it just weakens and weakens and weakens. And next thing you know, you're afraid of this. You're afraid of that. You're, you know, so it's a compound effect, but it's also a compound effect on the other side, right? When you do conquer it, it builds that self image. It builds that armor. It builds that strength. And, uh, and honestly, man, that's what I think. That's why I truly believe that, uh, that struggle equals strength, man. It's the person you become on the other side of that struggle. So now, aside from the learning aspect of what people can take away from being able to do something like that, what was it like, I mean, for you, just personally experiencing that type of feeling when you're in that moment and, and, you're, and you, you've got your arms out wide 
you're letting the air just push against your body. What was going through your mind? Did you did you feel that that moment of serenity or was it chaos the whole time? Well, the first time was complete and utter resistance. So I'm trying to my neck and my traps and my shoulders were like burning, right? I'm <laughs> fighting this thing. And, uh, and, and then I pulled myself out when I, here's the other thing. Let me, let me mention this too. So one of the little things that I do mentally when I don't want to do something or if I'm fearful of something. So if I don't want to go sit with my accountant and go over numbers, cause I hate that or I, I have to go jump out of a, a, a jump into this uh, air tunnel that just, just beat me two days ago. Here's what I tell myself. Driving up there, getting up in the morning and driving up there, I said to myself, instead of saying I got to go jump in this tunnel, I got to go see my accountant. You know what I say? I get to. I get to. And then I picture myself in a hospital bed or in prison. Because either one of those, I don't get to. Yeah, no, that's you don't want to. <laughs> right, and you don't get to, right? You don't have any choice. If you're in a hospital room, you have no choice. You have to stay there. If you're in prison, you got no choice. you got to stay there. So, so what that does is it changes your perspective. It changes your perception. So driving up there, I'm going up to 215. I'm looking at this beautiful blue sky, this beautiful weather in in. Southern California, and I'm saying, I get to do this. I get to jump out of this thing. So I believe that's, that's a for me, it's a big part of, of breaking through fear barriers. So then when I went to the, um, uh, the second time, I, I also said to myself, look, there's a difference between me going there jumping in there, staying for those two minutes and fighting with everything I got, just saying that, just saying that I got through it or going in there, relaxed, owning it and being able to go more than once if I wanted to see, that's the real victory, not the one that you're fighting, right? I could have went in there and just fought the whole time held my breath and then, and then got out and not ever wanted to do it again. I don't believe I would have, I, I, I didn't, I still would have lost. Yeah. So definitely mentally, mentally, I said, you know what? I'm going in there. I'm relaxing. I'm going with the flow. So I'm going to enjoy this. So when I come out, I can go back as long as I can go in and out at my own. I won. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. That's it. You know, and that's, that's one of those things that, you know, people just, I don't, I think people give up way too soon. They, you know, they try something and it, it either terrifies them or they don't get it right the first time or whatever it is, but they, they try something once or maybe they'll even try it twice and it doesn't go quite right. And then they'd say, nah, you know, it's not for me. I wasn't meant to do this, but that's, that's just a bunch of bullshit too. Oh, it's just, it's a complete excuse. And and here's the other thing is when you look at the other perspective for me is when you look at life as a whole, it's so goddamn fast. If you, even if you live a full life that why wouldn't you ever like, give an example. I just, the other day I get a text out of the blue from a buddy of mine from the gym. He's a cop down in San Diego and he's only been on a year or two. So they give him the worst beat. They give him the worst hours. And he texts me and said, Hey man, you want to do a, a, a ride along? I'm like, 
she said, are you kidding? That'd be awesome, man. So Tuesday night, so he's like, hey, let me know. I, I go, all right, how's next Tuesday? He's like, good. From 9, 9 p.m. to 7 a.m., I'm going to do a ride-along with him down in the barrio in, uh, in uh, San Diego. So I'm like, are you kidding me? When's the next time I'm ever going to get an opportunity like this? Just so people have to understand that, that when their curiosity trumps their fear, they're going to start to win. Oh, every single time. Every single time. I, you know, I love uh, being able to say that when your why is bigger than your fear, you'll, you will always, you know, just blow through that fear. And, you know, and here, here's the funny thing. This is where I got that concept from, right? I got that concept from reading this, this book that was sent to me in the mail called Knockout Fear in the First Round. That's where I got that, that concept from. So I owe all that to you, my friend. Thank you, my brother. And it's uh, it really is when people understand that when your fear becomes bigger than you, you become unstoppable. It's it, it's just the absolute truth, man. It's the truth. You know, and I get I get the the privilege and and I call it a privilege because of all the people out there who could have taken advantage of the situation, who could have walked through that door of opportunity. I, I just found out a couple of days ago that I get the privilege to come down to Anaheim and compete in a competition at podcast movement called PMX. Now for me, I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoy being out on stage, but I I'll give you, I'll be honest with you though. The idea of it kind of scares the shit out of me at the same time. See, and that's perfect, dude. That's a dynamic duo, right? It scares you and excites you at the same time. And then if you feel as it gets closer, right? If you feel like the fear is starting to, to win or, or offset, right? Start to go back to, I get to do this. And then put yourself in the prison. Put yourself in, um, put yourself in solitary confinement and put yourself in a ICU unit, right? And say, I get to do this and watch, watch how it just, you start to get that power back because you're like, God damn, I'm not in there. I am here <laughs> yes. and I truly get to do this. Well, I am going to switch gears here for, uh, real quick because we do actually have to kind of figure out a place to go out here. But I started doing something in the show that's a little bit different. And I think you are going to enjoy this quite a bit. Um, I'm going to ask you a series of 10 questions, real simple questions. Are you familiar with the show Inside the Actor Studio with James Lipton? Yeah, I, I mean, I've seen it before, yeah. Okay, yeah. so he's got this uh, list of 10 questions, and I thought, well, it would be fun to ask my guests these same 10 questions. I mean, he stole them from a guy from France, so I figure no harm, no foul, I can steal them from him. And it, it, it's just kind of a pay it forward or steal it backwards type of guy thing. I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to get started here. And the first question is, what is your favorite word? Mm, my favorite word. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Uh, probably, I would say probably no. <laughs> or or, or, or um, right, let, me, let me also throw this out there. Also, uh, can't or try. They're my least favorite words right there. I love it. I love it. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh man. When I'm, uh, uh, working around my logo and my, and my, um, 
like like I could sit with my graphic designer for hours and just and just uh, go over uh, images and graphics and logos and and that kind of stuff. I I love that man and taglines, love it. You know, and I want to break in here real quick. If if any of you haven't checked it out yet, go over to Facebook and Instagram and look up Dave Daly. Dude has got some of the best quotes on some of the most amazing photographs I've ever seen. So you definitely got to go check this out. Make sure you Instagram is probably the best place to get them because that's where they're loud and proud at, but you'll find them on his Facebook page as well. And man, those, yeah, those... man, I appreciate that dude. We, we, it's funny. I just, uh, I, when I did the, um, uh, not the, I don't mean that I know we ran out of time, but I, when I did the, um, uh, the live workshop, I had a, my photographer there and he was taking pictures. So he sent 90 something pictures uh, yesterday and I think I chopped it down to like, uh, like, I don't know, maybe like 50 something. Cause for me, it's just like, I know instantly I'm like, that's it. Nope. That's not it. That's it. Yep. Nope. That's so I take a lot of, uh, pride and a lot of, uh, um, I, I just love, I get a lot of fulfillment out of that part of the, uh, branding. You know, the, the, and the cool thing about it, I mean, I've seen other people do that style of branding. I, I, Here's what I've noticed about a lot of people that try to do the same thing. The image that they portray doesn't match the the quote or or what the, what they're trying to put out. But mm. when you see your image and you see the quote that you're putting out there, I mean, you got power and power both in the same thing and it just it hits. I mean, it just it's perfect. I don't I don't know of too many people who are able to connect those messages, the the visual message with the with the word message, as powerfully as you do. So that man, wow. Well, I appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. I I love. It's so much fun for me, man. Okay, so the number four question is: What turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Uh, anything fake. Any 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 bullshit. Anything fake. Um, I I can't run fast enough from. What sound or noise do you love? The rumble of a uh, <laughs> the rumble of a chopper. Sure. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you and know, I know that that hits that hits that, home. That hits home. <laughs> and, and honestly, the um, the sound of that when I come home uh, and my dogs just you know that whining that 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 um, unconditional love. That that sound like it's every day's Christmas morning, man. I love it. Now you've got what two pits? Now I got I got a pit and a, uh, a chihuahua. Okay, pit. And, okay. <laughs> wow, well, talk about uh, opposites there, right? <laughs> I never would have put the you. Chihuahua, the chihuahua runs the, the show, man. Yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're little tiny dogs, but they've got more heart than most big dogs do. So I, I can did, see did that see happening. The video I, dude, did you see the video I shared? No. And Jack Russell, right, was eating oh. a piece of meat off a bone, and there was three lion cubs trying to get at the and, – and like four times its size trying to walk over to – that Jack Russell went at all three of them and just, just completely walked them down. <laughs> the, the lions were like, this little fucker is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So what <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate then? Um, what do I hate? You know, ah oh, man, that's a that's a good question, dude. I um, 
Oh, man. You know, whining. I hate people that whine. <laughs> that's a great that one. That, yeah, that, I that's have great. no time for that. Yeah, yeah, and they always have that nasally, oh, but, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. You can't run. I mean, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Right. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. I, you know, I should have known that, being from New York. I should have known that. Because only a New Yorker can use that word in a sentence and not have any other words. And you will you will use that as the noun, verb, prepositional phrase, adverb, adjective. I mean, it doesn't matter. That word is like, that, I, I think that's your first word when you're out of the womb, isn't it? I swear to God, it, it really is. It's uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's just, it's, yeah, it's how we grew up, man. And, it's, um, and that's what I mean, too, Chris, is like, like intention is everything, you know? So if you have pure intention and, and, and you do use a word that, that, that someone feels offended, man, it's just, it's, it's on them, man. It's, they got to figure that out. So what profession other than your own would you like to have attempted? Oh man. WWE. All day <laughs> long. I wish. Oh shit. Yeah, man. WWE all day long. Man. <laughs> that all is day awesome. Long. Yeah, and speaking of WWE, we've got them coming to the to do a live show here on uh, like next week, I believe. So I'm hoping to win some tickets because I probably won't get them any other way because I think they're sold out already. <laughs> what do you mean they're doing? Oh, they're doing a live uh, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. WWE is coming to Rapid City next week, so oh, I'm, I'm hoping to win some tickets because they've been sold out. I think for a few days now. <laughs> It's wild because uh, Goldberg, we live in the same town. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, I see him in the supermarket. Yeah, I, you know, interesting story about Goldberg. Uh, me and my wife were at the Sturgis rally. Oh, gosh, this must have been like 2008, I want to say. And, no, probably earlier than that. I can't remember. Anyways, so Goldberg was in WCW at the time. Put it that That's how far back it was. Yeah. And uh, they were doing, you know, uh, their show in Sturgis at, during the rally, and you had guys like Diamond Dallas Page there. You had, you know, all the all the all the boys. And here's Goldberg standing there getting a hot dog, and and we just happened to get a hot dog also at the same time. And he turns around, you know, and my wife sees him and kind of like, wow, you know, it's Goldberg, and he kind of, you know, that Goldberg sneer. Yeah, he kind of yeah. gives me that Goldberg sneer, and my wife is sitting over here thinking she's funny, saying, "Kick his ass, baby, kick his ass." Well, <laughs> here's the thing, Goldberg. When you when you if you've never seen the man in person in life, is is a giant. I mean, the guy's like six foot eight or something. I, he's huge. Yeah, me at five foot six, I look I look like the two girls that he had standing next to him. <laughs> he's a beast, man. He's he's a beast. Awesome dude, yeah. though. Very very nice guy. Very awesome dude. Uh, he yeah. smiled, yeah. laughed, and had a good time with it. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah that that would be an awesome. That would have been. An, I would have. I would have loved to have been able to do that, man. I, I and and uh, yeah, that would have been awesome. So number nine, what profession would you not like to do? Man, anything that that I'm stuck in an office, anything that's numbers and stuck in an office and stats and statistics man i that would be that would be hell on earth for me man okay so the last question here yeah if heaven exists what would you like to hear god say to you when you enter the pearly gates shit welcome 
<laughs> just like that, too. It's got to be just like that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, man. And I'd be like, God damn. Talk about, I, you'd, you'd be a big sigh of relief, man, because I don't know which way this is going to go. If he's right. that door. <laughs> if he's calling, he, you know, listen, man, he might be calling the bouncers. Get this guy out of here. <laughs> hey, that escalator doesn't go backwards, does it? <laughs> No, but it's hot as hell, mother. It's hot as a bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so if I heard "welcome," I'd be, I'd be. It, it'd take me a second. I'd be pretty shocked, but uh, I'd be a happy dude. <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, I'm going to turn over the next few minutes to you. I want you to take us out of this monster motivator style. Leave us with some hard hitting, real, raw, and live inspiration to put these, put this audience to bed with. Awesome, man. Appreciate it, brother. So, you know, I'm going to talk about something that I'm going to start talking more and more about, man. And, and I think it's, um, I think there's a lot of people that are in denial and running from it. And it's so very important um, in the times we live in is your physical, um, your physical health, man, your physical being. And here's, here's what I tell people is your, your body, is the vehicle to get you through this lifetime. So the better you take care of it, the better the ride, right? And I think a lot of people are just in denial and they tell you that they don't have the time, they don't have this, they don't have that. You gotta figure out what your non-negotiables are, man. If you don't have non-negotiables, you have no direction, you have no foundation, you have no blueprint. And by finding out what you could do physically, to start making yourself feel better. And whether that's the weights, whether that's kickboxing, whether that's yoga, whether that's Pilates, figure out what you can do physically to start now of uh, getting yourself in balance, getting yourself in alignment. And once you start to do that, once you start to conquer that, then what happens is everything else starts to fall into place. And it's kind of like we talked about earlier, Chris, when someone says they want to get in shape, they want to work out, they want to feel better, they want to lose weight, they want to tighten up, and they don't, what happens to their self-image? It starts getting beat up because they remind themselves that they can't do it. So, you know, you're going to start to hear me talk more and more about um, the physical part of it, how it ties into the mindset, how it ties into the um, self-image, and how it ties into your conscious, subconscious. Because, look, at the end of the day, Every time that you created results, good or bad, you did the same exact thing, no matter what. We all have. Thoughts, feelings, action create your results. You created a thought that, that created a feeling, then you created action, good or bad, depending on that feeling. Um, and then your results follow every single time. So, yeah, man, the physical part is, is so important. Dude, that is huge. You know, the body is your temple and you need to build that temple with a great foundation. And the best way to do that is to do exactly what Dave was saying. Go to the gym, find something that you're passionate about, go for a walk, even whatever it is, even if it's Pilates, hell, just ask Dave, it kicked his ass. And you know, here's the thing you need to definitely step up and take action. If without action, Man, we, we may as well just give up. It, it's not worth living if you're not willing to take that action. So I want you to go over right now and take some action right now. 
I want you to go over to facebook.com forward slash Dave Daily MMTV. Make sure you like that page. That way you can catch each and every one of his shows. And I also want you to go over and check out DaveDailyMM.com. Both of those sites, amazing power on it. And if you haven't done it yet, because I've been talking about it, he's been talking about it, look up the book, Knockout Fear in the First Round. It has changed my life, and I know it's going to change your life. Go check it out. And thank you, my brother, for coming on the show, man. It means a whole lot, and it's it was great catching up with you, man. Oh, man, it was awesome, dude. Way, way too long, man, since we talked. So um, I appreciate everything, and I appreciate everybody, man, and all the support. And let's just keep this thing rolling. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, you know what's coming up. You don't have to be perfect to be the perfect solution. Thanks for listening to Raw and Real with your host, C.J. Ripka.